You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Gerald Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. Gobble, gobble. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakerholics.com, be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, plus our great friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Gobble, gobble to everyone out there, and it certainly was a gobble, gobble indeed, as for most of today's game, we're falling behind. There's issues again, points in the paint. The backcourt defense was simply atrocious for most of the game as the Lakers fell down by as many as 12 points in the second half to the Indiana Pacers. But a mad fourth quarter charge, stop me if you've heard this before on this trip, a mad fourth quarter charge brought the team back into play, led by LeBron at the number five spot because AD is out with the flu, as we were thinking he was going to be because he wasn't feeling good yesterday and you saw what happened in New York. So they gave him the day off to go ahead and rest to feel better for over the Thanksgiving day period so as he was out lebron took over for a good portion in the fourth quarter and overtime as the lakers pulled ahead in the fourth quarter but unfortunately could not get that defensive stop as chris duarte really put up a miracle three-point shot to send it overtime but in overtime i guess the lakers this is the only time the only time this season that the lakers have found any type of success is in overtime as they have now gone 4-0 because LeBron took over in overtime. As he filled it up, 5 for 12 from three-pointers, 8-9 from the free-throw line, 39 points overall, two block shots, six assists, five rebounds, and much of it at the center position for the Lakers, as they do manage to pull out a victory to end this very, very roller coaster of a road trip, 124 to 116 over the Indiana Pacers. And here today to talk about the game, how much of a roller coaster. I think this was just perfect for this trip because this was also a roller coaster of a game. But here today to talk about it are two great guys from Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. First, the mastermind himself, Laker Tom. Laker Tom, my condolences on the ashes of what was once UCLA <laughs> after yesterday's thrashing by Gonzaga. Funny how it, we didn't get the all-time great war as far as from what we saw before in the tournament, but Chet Holmgren's quite good, isn't he? Pretty big boy. Yes, he is. But the Lakers, they did manage to pull it out. LeBron took over. I don't want to say he silenced all the critics because I want to see him do this continuously over a week to two week period before we say he's back. But my gosh, it was nice to see him play like this once again. You know, this was an odd game. Uh, really? In so many ways. You know, I, I don't know whether it's just me getting older or the game's starting at different times, but I missed the start of the game again. 
you know, it's a four o'clock thing instead of four thirty. I like the four o'clock thing. I like the four. Believe me, for this show, the four o'clock thing. We we know that. We know that, Gerald. They don't go to overtime if they. But so anyway, so I missed. So I missed the first half of the game practically, and I'm watching the game with my grandson, the guy who you know gave me, uh, who saved my life when I had a cardiac arrest two years ago, and he's back from college, and so we're watching the game and. We're both remarking as as we get into the fourth quarter that LeBron looks looks like he doesn't have any lift. You know, he's going into the paint. He's not really attacking. He's shooting a lot of jumpers and fadeaways, and you know that maybe that abdominal muscle is hurting him. And then LeBron continues to drop three after three and make great shot after great shot, and you know shooting outside. And we're bald. We we start every one of them by going. No, 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 no. Yes. Great shot, you know, and then apologizing for, you know, doubting LeBron, you know, having the confidence to take those shots at the end. You know, as I've said so many times on this show, Gerald, the Lakers will go as far as LeBron James and Anthony Davis take them. And we need them to play like superstars. When they play like superstars, our role players will play like stars. When they don't play like superstars, our role players are going to struggle and we're going to we're not going to have a chance to win it. It's all, all of the other stuff that we talk about and obsess ourselves with and, and go over and over and over game after game and week after week and month after month. None of it matters that we need a healthy and happy and, 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 uh, and playing at their peak LeBron James and Anthony Davis to win. And it was, you know, there's some good things that we saw tonight. LeBron having 39 points and coming through like that. And really, you know, shooting like he was shooting earlier in the season. You know, that was good to see. Um, Monk and uh, and Ellington going off at well, the, the same bench time. As a whole, the bench as a whole scoring yeah, quite a bit nice of points. That was nice to see, especially yeah. after the Pistons bench destroyed them, you know, the other game. One of something that I've been a big proponent of, and, and I'm glad to hear LeBron talk about it after the game. They scored 53 points, the bench did. The that was great, but but LeBron at the five, yes, something I had talked about a long time ago. Yeah, man, when, I got laughed at. A lineup with LeBron at the five and uh, four shooters around him is just frightening for teams. And the Lakers, the Lakers did a good job of hunting. We all LeBron's shooting percentage when he's shooting against an opposing center in the three point area has to be much higher than than any than smaller players who might be able to challenge him because he hunts those guys out and he was terrific at it tonight. Yeah, he, um, he really wanted Sabonis on his hip today. Yep, so. yep. Let me get another good man here. He is the mastermind behind everything as far as going on in the Detroit area. He was a man who was right there. I don't know if he was cheering LeBron on as he was elbowing Isaiah Stewart. Or if he was freaking out along with other Lakers fans as Isaiah Stewart kept running around the court. It is L. Rob. I'll tell you what, L. Rob. First of all, thank you for being here. As always, my friend, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, to you as well, Laker Tom, and to everyone listening and watching out there. But it is a game to be thankful for because LeBron took over when we needed him the most. Yes, he was he was spectacular. So, um, well, happy Thanksgiving to you too, Gerald and Tom. It's great to be here. I was there at the game at the Little Caesars Arena, so it was, it was pretty exciting. Oh. It's always good to see all that purple and gold uh, in your hometown. So um, we were looking. Watch for out for you. those close fists from LeBron, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, that's one thing when Pistons fans complain. I was like, look, this crowd is normally lethargic. You got an energetic crowd. It's normally not sold out. You got a sold out crowd. Be happy. Enjoy it. It, it forces the other team to play their best. They're they're at their best because you know their fans are excited. So when the Lakers come to town, it's a show. So, but anyway, back to tonight's game. Yeah, that was a refresh, energized LeBron James is dangerous. So. Um, it was just a joy to see him in total control tonight. Yes, I would like to see him get to the basket more. But the reality of the matter is with the injury, probably, and maybe it's just father time. He just can't finish as well as he used to. I mean, uh, he he hunted that switch with Sabonis, but when he took him to the basket a couple of times, he, 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 he didn't make it. He couldn't finish. So um, 
you know, I would like to see them drive to the hoop uh, at the end of regulation instead of casting a 35-footer. You have no, I think they had caught um, um, Indiana in a lineup without Turner on the floor. Anyway, so it's like he could have just went straight to the rack and no one would have stopped him. But, he, you know, there's something about hitting that three at the hitting that long jump shot at the buzzer that players love. So they normally want to pull up and take that long shot instead of getting to the rack. Uh, but yeah, great game. The bench, like you guys said, it was refreshing to see Ellington. You know, that's the one thing we, you know, us Lakers fans, we've seen a history of shooters come to the Lakers and not shoot <laughs> very well. The one thing that they can do well. So he's a shooter. So I, I, it's good to see him shoot like he's capable of tonight. And, and Monk is consistently, you know, he's been pretty consistent in doing what he does best. So that was good. Like LT says, when the Lakers superstars play great, that's the only way the Lakers had a chance to be successful this year. It's been a tough uh, beginning of the season, despite having probably the weakest schedule. And uh, boy, I'm I'm just looking at the schedule. I'm wondering, I'm like, when are we going to start playing some tough games? I mean, we got Sacramento. Well, the ne- you know, the next fifteen aren't that tough, really. Again, and then boy, at some at some point we'll have to pay the piper. Yeah. But I will say until it gets to the point where we talked about this Laker, Tom, I think you and I did, or was it Jamie? I'm not sure, to the Dallas game. I think right now to the Dallas game, the Lakers have a chance to get well. Uh, They're right now 10 and 10, uh, but they do have a chance to get well, get better, and get on the right side of things over the course of the next two weeks, per se, until they reach the game against Dallas. So hopefully everything will be a lot better by that time. V. Garcia is in the chat room. He saying that it looked like he was LeBron. Was hey Laker Tom saying hello to you out there, V. He said that he thought LeBron was expecting the calls way too much. And I know there was a couple times where, of course, it's the usual LeBron gets hit. He's not going to get the call. Uh, but he looked like he was looking for the calls way too much when he took it to the basket instead of focusing on finishing strong. I agree with you. But I also think it would be better as well if THT, who has been really disappointing as of late in this past week, uh, you know, he has reverted back to his former self where he just can't buy a bucket on the outside. And when he takes it inside, he can't finish. And this is something, again, that I was very worried about seeing. And I was hoping for some better turnarounds. But obviously, right now, that's not going to be the case. So he really didn't showcase, unfortunately, Laker Tom very well in front of Indiana. So you might as well kiss that miles turner trade goodbye yeah, on that one one game gerald it's just okay, one game well, gonna judge you know, you're supposed to play game. well in front of the team you want to i mean miles off. miles was one for five on uh, three-point shots so yeah, but, you know you know how much defense does he give you that's something the lakers need us and that's something i want to ask you laker tom and i'll come up with you rob next is the perimeter defense leading to a lot of points in the paint layup after layup you know what I know everybody out there or virtually everybody out there that watches or listens to this watches or listens to the spectrum with Bill McDonald Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, they're okay for what they do. I'm not exactly in love with them. I think you should go out of your way to listen to the radio with John Ireland and Michael Thompson, because those guys, it's hard to synchronize it with the screen. I understand that. But if you guys, if anyone out there listens to them, they are definitely worth their time. Yes. They're a little bit of homers, like all these other, but they, they're more real. They will tell you when the team is not playing well. And tonight you could really tell in the vibes of John Ireland, when he's calling it about how the Lakers could not, find any consistent perimeter defense which led to layup after layup after layup by guards laker tom it's still an issue it's still a concern but and we're not even talking the, well, hold on let me finish let me okay. finish we're not talking about the back end with lebron at at, at five with lebron at the five you're expected to go ahead and you know what we're going to give you layups we're going to go ahead and you know have have some issues as far as in the paint i get that we're talking about when you have deandre jordan and when you have Dwight Howard in there, and you're still giving up all these baskets. Well, part of the problem is that what you give up to the defense is is dictated by the kind of defense that you want to play. Frank Vogel's defense is very simple. Um, he believes in protecting the pushing, chasing people off of the three point line, forcing them to attack the basket, and he funnels them toward his big men because he wants to protect the rim, and as a result. <laughs> the, play, the, the, the we don't stay in front of guys 
You know, we trail guys over pick and rolls. We don't switch. We're trying to switch a little more now because they're searching for different options as well as playing the zone to, to combat the fact that they don't have the perimeter defenders as they did last year. But even last year, guys were constantly getting beaten out at the three-point line, and it's because we don't want them to take those three-pointers. We want to we want to make them beat you on the dribble, get into the paint, and that's that's why we're not, you know, we want to stay tough in that sense, and we want to play physical that way. Well, the problem is, is that you got to have centers that can finish the job, and and if you only have one of them on the court which is Anthony Davis, generally teams are going to work him to the exterior. They're going to work a play where they get a switch on him. So he's out guarding some guy on the perimeter, then he's not going to be in there to block the shots. And, and it, it's all a part of team defense and the fact that it is a team defensive scheme that plays it a certain way. I'm thinking that what we're seeing the Lakers do more of is to switch everything so that you keep people in front of you all of the time and you don't, you know, you don't run into those problems as much. And that's ideally, that was the switch everything type of defense that we played in the bubble with 80 at the five and 80 at the five, being able to switch on or LeBron at the four, those two guys being able to switch at five positions was really the crux of that defense. So for some reason or other, we can't seem to get both of our superstars on the same game. Um, but at least we're, at least we're learning here else. and there how to win, how to win without having all three. And uh, I don't know whether that's good or bad because we still have to figure out how to make all three of them together work. You know, um, so but we're making small we're making small steps in progress, and that's all you can ask at this point in time. Now, hopefully, we go home. It still seems like Ariza and and none are, yeah. are a ways away. You know, I mean, it, it sounds like maybe maybe they're like Clay Thompson, Christmas type of. Well, I don't even know why they're traveling with the team if that's the case. If you're that injured, stay home, get healthy, work out with yeah. the staff that's there in Los Angeles. Well, but you know, Ariza Ariza has been okay to practice. Um, none. I haven't, I haven't seen none. I've, I've seen shots of Ariza shooting. I haven't seen shots of none shooting. So, I mean, we're going to make moves at the trade deadline, but the trade deadline is not till February 10th. And Horton Tucker can't be traded until January 15th. And nobody else can be traded. None and any of those guys we signed can be traded until December 15th. So, between now and December 15th is a lot of games and it doesn't look like we're going to get back any of these players that, that we're missing. And maybe Reeves possibly could be the only one, I think. Um, so, you know, I think Frank is doing a good job of trying to figure out some different ways that we might be able to win. I liked, I liked seeing a, I liked seeing LeBron at the five. I like seeing Monk and, and uh, Ellington start scoring together. You know, that that was a nice combination. They, you, for a ch- you had a change there for a period of time where you, re- you could really sense the fear that they had of the Lakers three-point shooting. You know, and that's a rare, that's a rarity for us. It's usually like, go ahead and shoot, you know. It's the Lakers, you know. Back off and let's clog the paint and let's let them fly away with brick after brick. Um, tonight, tonight, even Westbrook shot 50% from three. Yeah. And that's something that, no, actually he shot one or three, 33%. That's actually above his percentage to tell you how bad it is right now for him. He actually didn't shoot. I I think he's playing, he's playing really well. He shot, he, he was aggressive. He was aggressive. I'm keeping the feelings perspective. Five of 15, not good. One of three, not good. Nine of 11 at the free throw line. That's good. good. Kept it down to four four turnovers, only four turnovers, which, okay, we'll, we'll leave it Triple at that. Double. Uh, yes. So we'll give him that as far as is concerned because he did have a solid enough game with 20 points, five assists, and seven rebounds. And, again, he, he mainly did not hurt you when it needed the most. You know, when it, that's the thing because he has a tendency to do that in these games but did not make those critical mistakes coming down the stretch. What did so you say for his assistant? In rebounds, 
Uh, assists and rebounds were five assists, seven rebounds. So no triple-double today. I thought he had a triple-double. That's weird. Nope. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. L. Rob, though, I did want to get with you on this. Take as much time as you want to talk about this. And that is the guys coming off the bench. Monk and Ellington had 17 and 14 points, respectively. Carmelo, not a great shooting day either, but he still managed 14 points. And Dwight Howard had eight, eight points and nine rebounds. A really great, solid performance. The thing, though, is with this bench, because there's, you know, they, they have to be hitting on all cylinders from the outside because if they're not, you don't have a defensive force to come off the bench with them to help mitigate things on the other end of the court. Exactly. And that's the challenge with this team. Uh, it's just uh, most of the players uh, are, are offensive players. They're, they're not two-way players. Um, I see Monk making a better effort at defense. He's just not a real you know, decent defender, but he's given a little bit better effort. Uh, to me, at least, um, as the season go long, uh, goes along, maybe he's a little bit more comfortable with the system. Uh, Ellington, yeah, I mean, Carmelo can't move his feet. So, uh, you know, that it is what it is on defense. That's why it's imperative that we make shots and we, we be very effective offensively because this is just not a good defensive team. The only hope is that um, they get on the same page where they can become mediocre defensively and not just bad. And this is where Bazemore could have really helped us, but he's played his way out of the rotation, yeah, and that's part yeah, I mean, of the problem. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he wasn't he supposedly is a decent defender, but he wasn't really. I wasn't impressed with his defense, and when I mean, you can't make a shot, you know, it is what it is with him. So yeah, we're we're a much danger better team with him on the bench right now. Maybe at some point he'll find his shot and, and get his mojo. Maybe he'll feed off his defense, and yeah, we'll need him at some point. So. Let me ask you this before we head it back to LT, and that is with Trevor Reza. When he ever he does come back, I know what the fascination with him is to go ahead and try and start him and see if he can stick as a starter. Remember, we're talking about a 37-year-old guy. I have a feeling that ultimately his role, maybe after trade or whatnot, maybe his role ultimately will be coming off the bench with this with this quartet that we're talking about. I'm thinking that's possibly or probably going to be the case because getting 30 minutes of solid play from him at that age is kind of tough, isn't it? Or it's a lot not to ask for. It's a lot to ask for. Yeah, he's not Andre Iguodala. I mean, yeah. he, I mean I, I, well, even Andre, he you see him past three games, sore knee, sore knee. Yeah, I mean, Andre from a few years ago. I mean, when was oh, the yeah. last time Trevor Reza was really effective? I don't think he was effective in Miami. I yeah. guess he was okay in, in Houston three seasons ago or however long ago that was, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, if we're waiting on Trevor Ariza, if that's going to be the thing that's going to turn around. That's scary, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I look at Trevor Ariza as a guy, a vet that can come in 15 minutes here, you know, a guy that you know you can count on to be in the right spot, you know, and occasionally, you know, he'll, he'll knock down some threes and he'll get on a good streak, but He's going to be a 15-minute, 18-minute, 20-minute a guy. I mean, he's not C.J. Tucker. He's not going to be out there playing solid defense, playing 38, you know, minutes, 35 minutes a game at that age. So, but we can use anybody for injury problems too. So we need somebody six eight, six nine. You know, I mean, so you know, like LT said, the trade deadline is the only way some any any um, help is coming. So. Guys, learn your role. Do do what you do best. Ellington, you're a shooter. Shoot it. Monk, keep attacking the basket. Shoot your shot when you get in there. Mello, it's good to see you get to the free throw line. Um, So, yeah, the bench, 
did their their job. I'm not expecting them to play defense. Lakers just need to at least make an effort. You cannot come out the first half of these games and just not play any defense. Yeah. You know, you're giving up 66 points. You make it so much harder on yourself. Yeah, you they just I mean in the second half, yes, once they're down and they start just putting forth the effort and concentrating more and, and they're a decent defensive team. That's all that's all it'll take for them, you know, to to be competitive is just get decent on defense. So but the thing is also as well, I mean, like yesterday's game against the Knicks, I mean, they worked so hard to just tie the game to all come all the way back. It looks like the team, especially with AD already sick and not feeling well, and you can see him laboring out on the court, looks like the team ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. And I thought that was going to be the case here when they worked so hard at the end of the third quarter just to get it back to a tie score or close to it. And you were thinking that they gave up that first few points in the fourth quarter and like, here we go again. They worked so hard because they did so poorly in the front part of the game. Laker Tom, I mean, do you do you blame me for thinking that way? Because we've seen this time and time again where they have to go uphill so hard. Today was great because, of course, they closed it out, and especially in overtime, they did, you know, with LeBron. But you can't always be expecting that so much, especially from such an older team. No, and I think I think what what you hope happens in these situations, and looking at it from a coaching standpoint, that that. One by one, as you get players back, you will see things improve. Um, and I think we're already starting to see one major directive, which is the turnovers have really dramatically reduced. We're only at 12 turnovers tonight. Yes. We're taking care of the ball, and that that has made a tremendous difference in the competitiveness of the games that we've been in. Because those games where we lost those, you know, where we we got blown out by 20 points and 30 points and so forth. Those games all really, that happens when you, when a team just explodes with turnovers, you know, and you just have the other team just range threes and you turn the ball over one, one time after another. So we're taking care of the ball, which is a really good sign. We're starting to find combinations that players are, you know, the, what the, what the low turnovers means, because it's, it's even rust having four or three, four or five turnovers rather than eight or 10, but it's also all of the other players really being careful with the ball, you know? And so that's a sign that players are starting to understand the different other players on the team. They're starting to know where, what to expect them to do in which situations. And that's part of the chemistry that's been hard to do and, you constantly have different lineups with people going in and out because of injuries and everybody being new players so that you, you don't have any continuity from last season, you know, and you're trying all of these new systems and everything. I mean, Frank, Frank can't even decide whether he wants to play two bigs or, or 80 at the five. And I think that what's going to happen between now and until Trevor Ariza comes back from injury uh, is that we're probably going to play two bigs, you know, and, 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 I'm one of the biggest opponents of, of playing two bigs, and I'm not a fan of DeAndre Jordan, but I don't blame Frank at all, you know, because you can't go out there with – you can't go out there with against certain teams with a 6'4 small forward. It just doesn't work, you know. Um, you're going to get killed in the boards and killed in the – outscored in the paint, and that's what happened every time we go up against teams with that type of situation. So, you know – so Frank's playing DeAndre Jordan, and, and and I think that probably makes sense at this point in time. So we're likely to see two bigs as we move forward, and and my only hope is that uh, that might kindle some interest in in uh, Rob Palenka going out and getting a real center, a real starting center that that would be a perfect complement for Anthony Davis and allow him to stay at the four and allow LeBron to stay at the three, and and I think LeBron wants to be a jump shooting three. You know, seems like it. He doesn't want to go in as much. I mean, AD wants to be a roaming four, you know, and I mean, if they could get Miles Turner, it would be, you know, I think it would be a perfect marriage. But they just but, don't want uh, to go inside too much. I see the same thing you, you see, and that is a lot of jump shots from both LeBron and AD. <laughs> I mean, they, they fall in love with it. Right. With AD, it's becoming. Well, but, but the problem is, but, but the problem is, is when you start DeAndre Jordan, you don't have, aside from not having the players that should start, even if you're starting our normal team, 
when you got three superstars that are subpar three-point shooters in LeBron, AD, and Russ, <laughs> you know, and you start you start DeAndre Jordan in her center, you have what what one three-point shooter? Um, you know, you need shooting if you got everybody knew when we got signed Russ. When you traded for Russ, that was a commitment that you better get the shooting in this team. And we brought in a whole bunch of shooting. Problem is most of them can't play defense. Yeah, um, that's true. And we got a coach who won't tolerate somebody who can't play defense. So, you know, it's like THT got yanked tonight. He didn't cover a guy in the three and the next play, the next time out, he was out of the lineup just like that. Yeah, but you know what he has in the coffer, what he has there on the bench ain't a whole lot on the defensive nope. end right now. And that's nope. the problem. Yeah. Elrob, I mean, Elrob though. Well, let me, yeah. let me ask Elrob this and then I'll hit it back to you because we'll close it out with you. Laker Great. Tom, what you're working on with Lakerholics.com. Once again, the Lakers did pull out the victory in overtime thanks to a magnificent performance, 39 points from LeBron James, and the Lakers did win 124-116 to 116 in overtime to end the road trip as Jamie and Magic Man had predicted at 2-3. and three. Sorry, Laker Tom, your 4-1 and one prediction Congratulations. But hey, you didn't have to go ahead and freak out because yeah. it didn't end the trip 1-4. You're very lucky, man. Yeah. Two fourth quarters allowed you from not going ahead on a rant that you know you know two magical fourth quarters that the right. Lakers I had were promised to, I had promised to become Mr. Negative if yes. the Lakers went one and four on this road trip. Yes. And because of I two would, I would join, magical I would fourth join quarters. Jamie and uh, Gerald in a tear down the Lakers episode. Yes, but you know what? They had two magical fourth quarters and God bless them. They pulled out two wins for it. And but we Elrod- and we had a game without LeBron that we didn't expect without LeBron and a game without AD that we didn't expect. So Yes. So, well, you know, two and three is, you know. Well, as L. Rob, you know, saw it live, you got to watch out for those LeBron close fits right, right there for you. Yes, he's, yeah, he's punching, yes. Maybe he's Lee watching. Been part of, Lee could have been part of the second malice at the palace. No, no, no. He's, no, L. Rob's, Rob's too smart for that. Yes. But L. Rob, before we head on out, I've got a big question for you. And that is something that Laker Thomas touched upon. And that is the, the, the starting backcourt duo. Uh, right now, the last few games, it's been THT and Avery Bradley. And Avery Bradley, you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get someone that's going to be extremely hot or extremely cold. As we saw today, you got extremely, <laughs> extremely frigid Avery Bradley, who only took one shot the entire game in 25 minutes, minus 10, zero points, trying to still give you great D. But unfortunately, when the you know the you they're dribbling the ball past him or – they're setting a screen on him and they're, you know, his man takes it off of another man and goes all the way to the basket. As we saw them outscore the Lakers in the paint, it makes it really hard to keep him on the court when he's like this. And with THT, all that great stuff that we saw just before LeBron came back in the end to the lineup is now gone. I mean, I was talking to Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com last week and, you know, I feel bad for Joe because he was really on that THT train. And I after all too. these games I now, yeah, and you see now, it's just not even the same. But I want to hear your thoughts on what the Lakers can do to get. I was a- ready to trade him for Kyrie. Yeah, you were. You were. Now <laughs> he's not going to be traded for Kyrie now. But L. Rob, I want to hear your thoughts on the starting backcourt for the Lakers. Who should it be going forward? So you took Russ out of the mix. I mean, so you say. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, yeah the, the two. Who's going to play with Russ? He wants yeah. to know. Well, don't get me started on Russ. Russ. It depends on. So they got a three. Yeah, they got, so they got a three guard lineup basically. Um, yeah, three guard yeah. lineup. Man, that's a tough call. Avery, I think, can change the tempo a little bit with his defense activity. Maybe not even it being successful, but he brings a certain. <laughs> defensive energy and mindset even we all know he's not the defender he was in his prime but he still gives the defensive effort and kind of I think the rest of the team kind of sees that in and and they dig in a little bit so I would go with uh, THT I mean uh, you know I think that's the the smart play and you bring uh, you know I would bring Avery off the bench so but I mean yeah nobody has been consistent the thing about Avery is I don't mind him not taking any shots. He knows his role. His role is to really not be a scorer out there. His role is if he's open. Uh, a couple times he passed up open looks, but for the most part, he's out there trying to defend and trying to just to fit in. And and that's I'm cool with that. You, If that's your role, 
do that. Other guys know their role. Monk, you know your role. Mellow knows his role. Guys are starting to fit into their roles now. So, so you're saying, so you're saying, assuming that LeBron and AD and Jordan start as the front court, you're saying THT and Russ in the back court. Yes, that's what that's what I would go with. Okay. And then you got you got you use you use Bradley. I mean, those you gotta have some youth in in the game. You can't have you know. Everybody that's on the downside. Right. So yeah, I, I would I would bring THT and I'll bring Avery off the bench as a kind of change of pace guy, like a reliever that can come in when you need some defensive energy, then you throw, then you throw Bradley in. Well, for me, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's so funny because V is saying that doesn't he have a better three-point percentage than Russ? Yes, he does. The problem is he took no shots. Doesn't matter what your percentage is if you're not taking any shots and to go 25 minutes and only take one shot. Doesn't matter if your three point percentage is 38. It's like the goes to the old saying that Laker Tom wasn't so sad to see Caruso go because he wasn't an aggressive scorer even though he was shooting 40. percent Just like he was talking about last year with about KCP because he was a 40 percent shooter, but he didn't take enough shots. If you're not taking the shots, doesn't matter what your percentage is. And and with THT. His percentage has gone into the toilet, so it really is not helping you there either. And he's not even when he's taking the basket, he's not even finishing like long, he has long it. season, Gerald. Long oh, season. Oh my gosh! It, but you were like seeing those struggled. same habits form, and it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's not like good, Elrod. Well, you know, but it, we, what a coach is. He'll 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 get his mojo back, and he'll be he'll be better. He's just going through a rough rough patch. I'm hoping for Kendrick Nunn. I'm, I really see. think Kendrick Nunn might be someone that the Lakers might want to take a long look at. Frank says he has no idea when he'll be back. And that's part of the problem there. So that's great. Yeah. Well, Kendrick Nunn is a consistent, very, very right. consistent. Scorer. He's a scorer. Yes. Right. Yeah. I've been seeing him. I mean, he played here at Oakland University, uh, transferred to the Big Ten in Illinois. So I've been watching him for a long time. He can score. And he, right. he will do that. So that's that's that part we don't have to worry about. Whenever he comes back, he'll score the ball. That's that's the problem, though. Whenever he comes back. <laughs> If if AD and Russ and LeBron are starting, and then Frank is going to want to start Avery, you know, I mean, he's going to want to do that. Um, even though Avery is so in, I mean, he's he dead last in net ratings on the Lakers for players, which is a relative thing. It just it's a good rating for who's doing, who has the best defensive ratings and who so forth. And he comes out as the worst player on the team. He has the worst plus minus of the team. And yet we're only talking about six games for the kid, three games that were, where he was stunning. And then three games where when LeBron or AD came back, he wasn't. And obviously there's an, there's an effect on it. And the kid is, I think he's going to be 21 this week. So I could see Frank leaving him in there simply because, one of the jobs a coach has is to get confidence in his players. And so generally Frank never leaves a guy in the dark too long. You know, he always wants to bring him along three or four games. He'll give him a shot. And if he plays well, he'll get some minutes again and get back in the lineup. And and the players like that because it gives them hope, you know, it, it keeps them as team players, you know, when they're down, you know, they're because they know that the coach is going to give them a shot again. You know, it may not be this game. It may not be next game, but that's an important part of of managing a team, you know, especially a team of superstars, especially a team of superstars where three guys make all the money and the other guys. Well, I kind of like this yeah. backup, this bench unit that we have coming off the bench. As long as one mm-hmm. of those guys gets hot from the three-point yeah. area, it makes for a lot of problems for the defense yeah, I, because I kind of like they, the they have those shooters. I think I would, if I were the coach, I would be looking towards starting Monk. I think Monk is the guy who, who I think makes the most sense next to to Russ because he can handle the ball and he can score. And uh, I don't think his defense is as bad as as some people say. And he's a very athletic guy. He's got quickness and he's got hops and and he'll play aggressively. You're not going to win a championship with starters that score zero points. I mean, you're just not. No, no, that's something that has to change. You know, you can't have guys that score three points and six points and three points and five points and eight points and maybe one other. Milwaukee last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw with 
we saw it at times with KCP and, and, you know, and yeah. it's one of the reasons that we went out yeah, and got, got Schroeder, you know, because we wanted a guy who could put some points in there and we've taken it to the nth degree with Russ. Um, one non-scorer in the starting lineup is not a problem. It's no, but two non-scorers in, in today's NBA. non-scorers, that's when it's a problem. <laughs> then you've got a real problem. Yeah. But you can go all the way back to the Sixers. Yeah, and it's not crazy. even it's not even entirely non scorers. It's not entirely non scorers. It's non shooters, guys that either can't shoot or, a la Ben Simmons, won't shoot. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. You know, I mean, that's one of the problems with the Caruso's and the KCP's and the guys who that shoot two, two to three threes a game who are shooting 40%. They don't want to shoot unless they're wide open because they know their percentages has a lot to do with how much money they're going to get paid. And so they, they pass up shots and we saw that, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's that time. That's just who they are. They're, those guys aren't offensive-minded players. Yeah, so not, you, I, not, you're right. You're right, Lee. That, that, that's just the, not they, You have to yeah. force guys like Caruso yeah. to be a shooter. Now, Bradley. Some guys never saw a shot. They didn't want like to start shooting a lot. I really don't. I mean, yeah. we, I've seen him when he's gotten a green light and try to be ultra-aggressive um, shooting the ball. That's mm-hmm. not his strength. I'll tell you what, it is an exciting game, though, for the Lakers fans out there because they are coming home for Thanksgiving as a victor. Even though the the whole trip itself didn't work out the way they wanted to, they do come home a victor in overtime, 124 to 116, with an outstanding performance, a vintage performance, per se, from LeBron James. Hopefully, we will see more about it so he can finally quiet those individuals that have been voicing a lot of their concerns. I mean, from the press, media, fans, we've been hearing it nonstop over the past couple of weeks about how old LeBron is. So hopefully we will go ahead and see this turn around and people will start remarking about how good he's playing over the next few weeks. Again, the Lakers do have a somewhat easy schedule over the next couple of weeks, and hopefully the team will go ahead and be strong because of it. But I want to go ahead, Laker Tom, before you head on out, what you've got cooking at Lakerholics.com. And then after that, as we close out the show, L Rob, please let me know what you're thinking for the Lakers and being thankful for, for this holiday season. But I'll start with you first, Laker Tom. I think I'm looking at, uh, at, at what we can do, what, at what we can do at the trade deadline. And the big thing that I've been considering is whether or not the Lakers should go after a stretch five center or a bigger wing defense, three and defend, defender. Um, and, and so I've got an article coming up tomorrow that basically has three stretch fives and three big three and D defenders, uh, that, uh, the Lakers should be looking at. I think for sure that they're going to make a big move at the trade deadline. I think they have to, to get bigger. I think that like Elrod said earlier, the scariest thing to think of is that the only thing we got coming down the pike to help us handle all of these bigger teams that are that are killing us on the boards and killing us in the paint is 37-year-old Trevor Ariza. That is really scary. I'll tell you what, check, check out what he's doing at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation because Laker Tom is always monitoring the conversations and put, putting in his good thoughts at Lakerholics.com. Also, another guy who goes and shares his thoughts at Lakerholics.com is L. Rob and L. Rob. Again, my best to you, Laker Tom, you, L. Rob, for a happy and safe Thanksgiving. V. Garcia, who's out there saying, L. Rob, keep it 100. Got nothing but love for you, LT. Gerald, you're kind of okay, too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He says, V. V. Garcia says, Laker Tom, you're my guy. But 
Elrob, thank you so much again, as always, for joining us. By the way, V. Garcia, always go with the XL for the jersey. But Elrob, any last thoughts from you on the way out, my friend? Uh, yeah, I did have one question for you guys because sure. you guys may have caught the post game. Did they say anything about the LeBron mentioned what the fan did to get the. Oh, the one that, yes. Because yeah. he was in the was it fourth quarter slash overtime, they started getting a little bit chippy on the front row or near the front, uh, on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, another one of the, at least one individual got tossed out. But I don't think words and gestures was the word was what I heard. Yeah, what, just what smack talk. Obscene, obscene words and gestures. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was I guess uh, in, in racist tones. V Garcia is reporting. V Garcia is telling us that it was uh, of a racist okay. nature. So okay. that's definitely unfortunate, and definitely do not want that a part of any NBA game. Because it would have been love. It was a it was a couple. He was saying. Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a couple. Yeah, and I think it was the woman more than the man just looking at their uh, expressions when they got tossed, but. Man, I would have loved to see them stay to see LeBron bury all those threes and just, you know, kind of lock him <laughs> in. But. So that's okay. You know, he, you give him that extra kind of motivation. This is what happens. So definitely yeah. well done yeah. by LeBron. And please, fans out there, there's no need for this. No need for that garbage. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not bring it. If you if you want to th- even think about doing that stuff, don't come to the game. Especially if you can Absolutely. afford a front row seat, for God's sake. Come and there might be people. kids around. Is this what you want to teach kids? To be to act like that, to say those words, how are we going to get better as a society? I mean, yeah. really, come on. Yeah. So, uh, what I'm thankful for, and what I'm looking forward to, just watching and enjoying LeBron James. I mean, it's you know when when LeBron decides to choose the Lakers, uh, he's made the Lakers relevant again, and uh, when he's playing at a high level like this, he's fun to watch. So, I'm gonna um, just enjoy LeBron. Uh, it's good to see Carmelo having a resurgence especially at the home games it seems like you can't miss at home so you know what i'm kind of just enjoying um, those guys and see how they're riding the wave as these elders in uh, this season so well i'm I'm very thankful now that lebron played as well as he did and with all that type of bad stuff that's going on there that's just unwarranted and i know there are certain places in the country that have that kind of reputation for that kind of stuff and it's not warranted it's not warranted anywhere for those kind of words and kind of verbiage. So please, fans, if you want to just go ahead and say that kind of stuff and think it's okay, you know what? Not only are you getting ejected, not only are you probably getting banned from ever attending another game in that arena again, you're doing everyone a favor by just not showing up at all. Just don't show up. Don't come on. You know, Don't even worry about coming to the game if you're going to bring that kind of hate. It's great to be a fan and say boo and cheer and boo and cheer and talk a little smack about LeBron's game. He's old or he's washed or anything like that. That's that's within bounds. But when you start going out of bounds, you know what? You get what you deserve and you reap what you sow. So I'll tell you what, I'm I'm tired of it, Lee. I'm tired of it. You, know, you, you want to come to the game? If I took my daughters to the game, they got to hear this stuff. Right, right. What are we teaching? What are we teaching? You know, yeah. it just... You know, you think you can get away with that stuff. This is 2021. You cannot. Somebody's got a cell phone. Somebody's got a mic. Somebody's got a TV camera. Somebody's got something there that's going to record what you're doing. So it's just really absolutely stupid for you to go ahead on that stuff. So I appreciate V. You know what? Uh, you know, Russ walked over. Of course, Russell Westbrook walked over and talked some smack. And you know what? Uh, do I need a Dudley jersey to make myself feel better, <laughs> <laughs> all is good my friend all is good donate how about a nice donation to a charity of your choosing on this thanksgiving holiday instead save the money for the for the dudley uh, jersey for that that's an even better choice but i, I wish every- should we should we start a page for you gerald so that we can get people to contribute no no just go so ahead just you a dudley jersey? always do, you know you know what, like i said <laughs> i would divert all the funds over to a good charity of your choice, oh, the Lakers no, choice. No, no, how about no, l rob's no. choice oh, there you go to a charity of his choosing there you go indeed that would probably be even better hmm. well you know if, if we based it off the value that you and v garcia have hmm. for dudley jerseys they're probably going for like ten thousand dollars well you know so i mean l. If, rob would be you know there is a theory there is a theory that one of the reasons why we're 10 and 10 at this point in time is because we didn't re-sign Jared Dudley. Oh, dear God. I mean, okay, you know. We need they, to end the show now. We need to just like. The vibe in the locker room. I mean, there's always been a uh, Tom vibe has already hit. I think Tom has already hit some cognac. Uh, maybe something. You know, I, 
LeBron was LeBron was angry because he wasn't brought back. AD was angry because he wasn't brought back. I mean, they made more fuss over Jared than they did over Alex. You know, I mean, what can I say? Yeah, Rob, you know, is there that one guy when you when the family comes? Is there like like cousin or uncle that comes over? And, you know, just has way too much to drink and too much to eat of the food and just start saying these all these babbling conspiracy theories. And you're just like, OK, that's the weird uncle you don't want to come over. Yeah, you ever yeah, have that? I think it's one of those in every family. So, OK, the problem when you start having multiple people like that, that's it's a challenge. <laughs> Okay, well, we have multiple on this floor with B. Garcia and Laker Tom, so I don't know. We'll see. But I'll tell you what, guys, it's been great having you on. Again, happy I want to wish Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, happy, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. V, a big special Thanksgiving to you from my friend. Happy and safe Thanksgiving to everyone out there, the Lakers Fast Break family. Once again, the Lakers do finish out the road trip two and three with a 124 to 116 overtime victory. And we will be back. We're taking the day off tomorrow because if I don't, I'm going to get roasted like a turkey by my wife. So we will be back. Rightfully so. Yeah, well, you, yeah. <laughs> I will just say that. I won't go there. But at Friday, they will be back at the Staples Center, soon to be Crypto.com Center, to face the new coached. Sacramento Kings. So we'll see what happens and we will be back after the game talking to you about what happened there and everything that went on over the Thanksgiving holiday and the NBA season so far. A lot of great action, a lot of great controversies. We love it all and we'll be talking to you after the Sacramento game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving and be safe. 